at the end of 10th grade when the AP classes were being picked, I was looking around and I had seen in the classroom, I was like, you know, none of these people are my friends. You know, all my my friends at the time were like Raylan and Yanni, and that was really it. You know, yeah. may, like maybe like Dylan, you know, more Dente. Yeah. And I remember I, I walk into the room, and I'm like, oh my god, this kid Jason's here with his yellow glasses, and Gabriel Alvarez, all these different people. And I'm like, great, these people are gonna hate my guts because they're all friends with my ex girlfriend's boyfriend, and this is just not a good way. At the time, though, they were broken up. I, I but I had just I had the preconceived notion that knowing who she she literally I have never met someone shit on another human being more well, let's than not, she let's not let's not say her name though. We're not going to say her name. Yeah. She's just she. She this <laughs> this this girl I have never in my life heard so like she, Max was literally Hitler to me at this fucking point. Yeah, bro. At this point like this was the most I'm like despicable the worst guy ever. human being in the history of human <laughs> beings, right? This dickheaded is fucking nudie yeah. jeans and polo yeah, shirt. Like, fuck this guy in his fucking jeans. Like, like I gave a fuck. Like, yeah. I, I really didn't care. But, like, she really found a way to, like, get me to care. Or all of our friend group, right? Yeah, and um, I remember I walked in and I was like, oh, no. And I was I was dreading it so much, which is why, like, that whole summer, I spent the entire summer partying with people from my neighborhood yeah, from the Upper East Side. And I remember, like, two weeks had passed into the first semester of junior year in 11th grade, and that that's, like, 2013, right? Yeah, 2013. 2013, beginning yeah. of 2014. Two weeks had passed into September. I was in chemistry class. And then I was sitting like by my lonesome self. I forget who sat next to me. It was Nicholas Umpires who sat next to me because Nicholas had known me since like day one. Well, Nicholas was cool with you. I remember that. Yeah, because Nick Nicholas and I have always been friends because we always get along. Right. Because we we have like common interests and common tastes in music and a similar aesthetic. It, what happened was um I was sitting there. I remember the table too. It was like if you're looking from the back of the classroom, I was at the rightmost table. I was just sitting there with Nicholas. Suddenly, Gabriel Alvarez, Jason Sella, I forget who else it may have been. Who else? Who it was an AP. It was AP. It was probably just you two. And someone else. I think one other there person. There was another person. There was. I don't know who. I don't remember who, but all you guys came over. You sat down next to me. And then I think the first thing that came out of like Gabriel's mouth was like, how did you date her for so long? But that's... Is this like how we like came close to you? Well, this is this that's is not the. N- well, well let me finish. Let yeah, me okay, finish. Waffle, waffle, waffle. This Sorry. this is how I remember because uh-huh. I remember it very vividly because I was dreading eleventh grade because of it. I was like, oh my god, like I have no girlfriend. I have no. I have almost no friends in my classes except for Nicholas. But Nicholas doesn't share all my classes with me. This these guys do. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm like, no. You know, this is terrible. And then uh, I remember Gabriel came over with you and one other person. I, I wish I remember who. And then Gabriel says, how did you date her for so long? You know, she's crazy. How did you do it? And I was like, I was kind of taken aback. I'm like, are they trying to, like, siphon me for information or something? <laughs> and then I, if I recall correctly, perhaps, like, it, it, may, it was someone else. It may have been you or Gabriel. Someone said something about her in a really bad way, really negative thing. 
about her relationship with Chris Michaels. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is legit. And then, and then at that point, I felt comfortable enough to reveal everything. And then, you know, it was at that point. I'm trying to remember what else it was. I can't remember. I can't. Re- I I can't believe you don't remember the reason why we got cool. What was, was the reason we, we got cool? We went. I think it was AP English. Okay. And we went to that field trip. Oh, dude! Of course, I totally forgot about this. It was that that happened the prior week. That and then happened. You came over and sat down. That happened because we literally. So we go to this fucking thing, bro. We spent the whole time making fun of, uh, or like I forget what it was. It was like the freaking piano recital or something. We, so so from our, and this is this is high school. This is junior year. Okay, I I didn't become the person I am today until senior year. So I'm just yeah that out here. So I was like I was like. I guess like you, were, I was easy to manipulate at this point, and the whole the whole you know your ex girlfriend thing happened, and like we had this idea of you, and then she dated our close friend Chris, and Chris shared these just god awful stories about her. Dude, I remember hearing them during SAT prep. It's the most. It's 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 revolting, and then so we we still had this like I guess preconceived like notion of who you are yeah and then we take this field trip with you oh yeah and we spend the whole time just having a blast yeah i i just i go to gabe or gabe comes to me wherever whatever the case may be and we're like yeah shit don't add up (laughs) (laughs) i I remember now i totally forgot i'm so sorry that fucking field trip was literally what like ignited the friendship yeah because we all sat together and like i remember one point I like ate four slices of pizza. You ate night. four slices of pizza. I remember the pianist, like who was playing this like beautiful fucking thing. Do you remember this? He like he like paused for a moment. Yeah, I thought it was. And over. I started fucking clapping. I'm like, yeah, you know, like this guy killed this shit. And he just starts fucking playing again. And I'll never forget the look, fucking Sabrina gave me. Yeah. Fucking looking down on me like you fucking stupid fuck. Mm-hmm. What what are you doing? And I'm like, I've never fucking been at a fucking what would you call that? That was like a recital. A recital. There we go. All right, it was like been. a it was like a concerto or a recital. Do you remember all the field trips we took junior year and how many t- like they literally banned me from going on college field trips? Uh, I remember when we went to the new school. That was the best one, dude. I we toured the new school. For some reason, I don't know why they tried to pitch the new school to us, given like how expensive it is. But they took us to the new school, and we're going on this really beautiful tour of this wonderful next-level modern campus. We have this beautiful tour guide, you know, clearly serious about her education. And then Jason Sella has the gall to say, how long is the name the new school going to be around? Like I'm is like, it no, going no, to? Them, you I'm said like, it was gonna. Is it gonna not be the new school in like twenty years? I'll never. I'll never forget this. I'll never fucking forget this. I raised my hand and I'm like, but like we were on tour with all this, like like yeah. two different schools, and I'm the one who raises his hand. I'm like, what are you gonna do when you're no longer new? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking this fucking tour guide goes. Martin Luther King spoke here. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. I look at I look at our gym coach, Chip, who's like the fucking like, chaperone of this trip. And he's just straight up.
about it because we went to FIT. Oh, you wanted to get that tour guide's number. I tried, but there was no way a fucking 16-year-old was going to get a fucking 24-year-old's fucking number at FIT. She's pretty. She was gorgeous. Yeah. I ended up going to that school, too. Yeah. Can you believe it? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I did my shit at FIT. Dude, 85% you know, female attendance. 90. Man. 90? 90% women. The other... 10% are men, and then half of those men are gay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're a straight male going to this school, yeah. if you're not a fucking dumbass, you can, it's a killing. It's yeah. like, y- you can really have fun at that fucking school. Yeah. The, the, one of the interesting things about, you know, high school in general that I found was that it was such an eclectic gathering of people. Yeah. You know, you had... S- you had the whole array, I thought. And there was something really profound when you put, when you would take all these people out of the school context and throw them at, like, you know, in an external setting. You know, I remember when I first started having parties in my apartment, I brought, I brought Ben Martinez and I brought Nicholas and Pierres with me. And I said, hey, I have this party. I'm going to be hosting. My parents are going to be out of the house until I think it was like 11.30 p.m. or something, which is kind of hot boy now that I think about it. But I managed to get... 11.30 is really early. Yeah, but I managed to get everybody out of my crib. And it was like December, so you know the sun goes down at 5 anyway. And I was like, you know, this is pretty solid. I wish I had more friends at TVF. And then, you know, we enter 11th grade, and then, you know, we discover the the power of Baltica. Oh, my God. God. And then, and then uh, I'll never forget the night, that night, even though I got ridiculously hammered dude, that and was, sick. That was a night. That shit should be illegal. I don't know how the fuck. Where did we buy Baltica? Morton Williams, the grocery store in my neighborhood. Okay, so. Um, for $2 for 52 ounces. For anyone who's listening that doesn't know what Baltica is, it's a fucking beer. Made by the Russian people. Yeah. And it's like, it's like if you put two 40s together in terms of the size of the bottle. Yeah, almost. And it's shaped like a fucking rocket. Yeah, it looks like an RPG. Like missile. an RPG. Yeah. It is the funniest fucking thing about that whole night. <laughs> <laughs> so we're drinking Baltica. Yeah. All of us. We all bought Baltica this night and we're all drinking it. But like, well, bro, you have $15. You can make that shit go the mile, man. Yeah, this 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 shit fucks you <laughs> up. Yo. Like, this is not no... And it was brick, too. It was so brick. <laughs> and we were, what, like 16, 17? 16. And we would go to, like, Central Park and drink. Mm-hmm. But, I remember so well. I did a walkthrough last week. Yeah. In preparation. And fucking the Baltica, like, we were drinking this shit for two hours, and, like, it was not going down. And for me personally, it got to the point where, like, one sip just straight up felt like fucking battery acid. Yeah. Like, right? But one of our friends, Nicholas... Oh, man. He was trying to one-up me for some reason, and I wasn't even aware of this fucking competition. Yeah. That he was trying to one-up me. So, like, I was very... I was just drinking at my own pace, and this dude is trying to catch up to me. And I remember we went back to Max's house, and I had put the Baltica, like... Like on your windowsill, and I just left it there. I'm like, I'm not drinking this shit no more. Yeah. And Nicholas just assumed that I had finished it, so he starts downing your fucking, the fucking Baltica beer. Yeah. He finishes it, and then like, 
maybe 20 minutes later, he's like, we're just like having this conversation. Oh, he starts throwing up on he my starts, left seat. He starts laughing. He's like, Bleh. yeah. He's like, ha. Yeah. He starts just throwing up all over himself, all over the carpet. And Max comes and he's like, Nicholas, get up. And Nick's like, nah, bro, I'm good. He's like, Nicholas, get up. Yeah. And he's like, bro, I'm good. He's like, Nicholas, get the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck up. You're throwing up all over my fucking carpet. We take Nicholas. We have photos of this. It's still on Jonathan's there's, fucking there's, phone. There's a photo. I'm, I'll pull up the photo in a second. I have a photo from that night. I have yeah, two photos from that night. In the bathtub. No? I have a photo of me in the field position on my bathroom floor. Yes, that's the same night, right? Yeah, and then I have a photo of me because there's, there's, there's more that supplements that night. That night, only me and Gabe survived. Yeah. I remember... I remember um, there was something really... The, the, the thing that really messed us up, a lot of us that night, rather, was we, we got the Baltica. Everything was good to go. I loaded up on the Baltica. I had it in the fridge. It was crazy... That we even bought this fucking beer. Well, I bought it the night before, so yeah. I left it in the fridge so we were good <laughs> to go. And then then what happened was I left it in the fridge. It was ready to go. It was nice and chilled. Then you guys came over because the plan was to sleep over anyway. We so, did. Yeah, and you guys did. And then what happened was I think we took the we took the Baltica, the Central Park at around like 7 o'clock. Or seven thirty at night. No, definitely later. It was that night though. It, it was that night. Yeah, but it was later. We must have just like hung out in my room drinking like lighter beer. We pre-gamed before the Baltica, because yeah, that's we like fucking that's a fucking disaster. Well, I I if I recall correctly, we were like amping ourselves up for the Baltica, <laughs> probably because I gassed it up so hard is like the be all end all, which is yeah. a pretty sixteen year old thing to do. Yeah. So. I think I gassed up the Baltica to the point where we were preparing ourselves emotionally for the Baltica. Then we went to Central Park. Sometime. We wanted to make sure there was no one there. We may have went at like around like 9.30 or 10 o'clock. Yeah, I remember we took photos around 11.30. Yeah, so we get to the Great Lawn. Mm-hmm. We hop the fence, the freaking three-foot-high fence. It's not like some grandiose fence to our listeners. We hop the fence to get to the Great Lawn. We post up in the middle of the Great Lawn, which is the most hot boy place possible because there are always cops patrolling it. All the time. And then... It's like right next to the Met, too. Yeah. So we're drinking this ridiculously unhealthy alcohol. I think at that point, too, Gabriel had bought some beer or had brought some beer because we it didn't just end with the Baltica. After we had finished the Baltica and then proceeded to run out of Central Park because we were afraid that the police were going to come and apprehend us. Because I remember... I was standing with Gabriel, and I see, like, a little, like, dinky patrol car. It was, like, you know, the three-wheeled ones. I was like, you know, is that a cop car? Like, we're not really supposed to be in the park right now, and we have all this alcohol on us. We but should the r- park closes after one, no? It, 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 I, was, I was more concerned about being caught with, with alcohol. alcohol. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, because if they search yeah. me, they would find my fake ID. Yeah, word. And I would be toast. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would be toast. So... I was like, oh, my God, that's cops. You have to run. So we run after drinking all this Baltica. Bad move. Cause I have bad to, move for Nicholas. Bad move for Nicholas <laughs> and eventually would turn into a bad move for me. So we run with 52 ounces of Baltica in our stomach. I, I, at least I did. I'm sure a lot of other people did, too. Because I, I, mean, I think I made sure there was, like, two Balticas per person, which is stupid. You Crazy. only need one. And so I didn't even finish that one. I went, like, maybe, like, 
two and a half inches left yeah. of Baltica. Because I'm mean, like, this is fucking horrible. It's like a, it's like a Lucozade bottle. Like, wow. there's no way <laughs> you can ever convince me to drink Baltica in my fucking life again. I mean, I'll still hit up the Baltica. I'll tell another... Are you serious? Have you had Baltica since? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, what does the, it taste? I don't even remember the fucking taste. I remember battery it's, acid. It's just very... It's very, like... it. It's not like a wheat-heavy beer. It's just a... It's just like... Is this super hoppy? It's not super hoppy. It's have you ever had Steel Bottom? Do you know what Steel Bottom is? No. So my my Jamaican friends turned me on to Steel Bottom. What you do with Steel Bottom is you take a, a pint glass, then you fill like the bottom quarter to a third with your hard liquor of your choice. I use vodka, and then you fill the rest with beer. So it has that same. It, it remind. It's similar if you take like the Jim Beam White Label with beer, and then you let it sit, and then you twist it while it's still chilled and then it's perfectly mat like mixed up and then mm-hmm. you drink it that's how it reminds me it's like it's not so much that it's sweet it's more so that you know it's like a stronger alcohol got it like it's stronger than your traditional beer like budweiser it's 100 percent strong and um so we took we ran out of the park i have 52 ounces of baltico sloshing in my stomach <laughs> we run away we run back to my crib i'll pull up the photo for jason in a second but uh, we get back to my crib, and I think Gabriel had decided that he wanted to, like, buy more alcohol. We did go. And we, we left. Nicholas came with us. Yeah, to That's buy more alcohol. That's how we knew Nicholas was legit. Like, he came out the bathtub after dying. Yeah. And then he walked with us to get fucking more, more alcohol. alcohol. And he took the alcohol back. Yeah, I mean, I remember. But then that's what, that's what fucked you up. Yeah, because we had decided, I think this is, like, when hard apple cider was like the thing and so Dwayne Reed was loaded with like reds yeah and apple cider vin- uh, uh, yeah. apple cider vinegar reds at hard cider nah, we uh, ap- angry, orchard. angry orchard well I have the photo still I'll show you the photo in a second but like we had loaded up on a lot and I'm Mr. Fake ID so I load up on a lot and I put this all on my debit card I'm like yeah $40 no problem <laughs> <laughs> and so I buy all this cider. We drink all this cider. I, I the last thing I remember is like, I think we were listening to like Tuesday by Drake or something, because that was like the, the the that was the that was the suburban anthem. You know, like you take the Uber suburban and you put on Tuesday. You know, you know you're lit. <laughs> and so I take, I I just I remember putting that on. I remember like rapping the lyrics with with Gabe for a second, and wait, then to wait Tuesday, the fucking club going up on a Tuesday shit. Yeah, Cohen and Drake shit. Yeah, yeah, that was one hundred percent our fucking anthem. Yeah, that was our shit. That in fucking Ray Schremer. Yeah, it's a no type, yeah, all that stuff. I yeah. mean, you can't top that. No, it was it was a really fucking legendary night. You know, um, I just wanted to say, here we go. Not to do like not not even on some like gassing up shit, but recently I came to your fucking performance. Oh yeah, thank you for supporting, coming out. No bullshit. I have told every single person after this, you were fucking awesome, bro. Thank you. I appreciate it. And if you guys don't know, uh, we never even introduced you. No. This is motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, we just went on a whole tangent. This is Max Parkinson, um, one of my one of my closest friends uh, since high school. Max Parkinson Music on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you're a DJ. Yes, I am. And producer, too. Dude, when I say fucking legit, it was, it was so 
fucking legit. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it meant a lot to me when I saw the people who came out, you know, including yourself, Jonathan Espinoza, Chris Michaels, you know, uh, Gabriel was there as well. Uh, I had a, a good friend of mine commuted in from like two hour long train ride just to see me. I had a friend come from Syracuse to see me, you know, five hour drive. You know, my good friend Daniel came. It was um, it was like a true culmination of so much hard work and effort. And it really meant the world to me that so you many were of you the guys, opener too, right? Yeah, for uh, I was the opener for GTA. Okay, and then who are now good times ahead, and then Skrillex and Boys Noise Boys Noise came out to do a surprise set. So technically, I opened for Skrillex. So Which I, is I, I yeah, crazy. it's awesome. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy, but <clears throat> like for me personally, to see Max up there, it was it was like a surreal experience, especially when. Like, I guess my expect not that my expectations were low. I would never mean it like that, but you fucking killed it. I've never seen more of a professional fucking just do their fucking thing. Thank you. This was not Max Parkinson to me. This was some, who is this guy? <laughs> who is this DJ type yeah. shit? Because, like, I was fucking dancing. I was doing my whole shit fucking killing the fucking dance floor and yeah. like it it's it's honestly like a really it's a really cool experience when they're when you're just doing your fucking shit and then you like watching the whole crowd that night too like everybody was into it man and it's it's even more special to me knowing that <laughs> it, it was fucking max parkinson who was fucking doing that yeah it was it was it was surreal man i Props well, to you, bro. Hopefully, there'll be uh, another performance by the closure of this year. Yeah. Right now, I'm working on securing a, a really good s- slot at the uh, uh, Shemansky again. Mm-hmm. So if that goes through, that'll be a, a spectacular performance. I'll have to... I mean, if you thought the first performance was ridiculous, right. this performance will be just... It'll make it look like Teletubbies. Fucking say less. Yeah, so... Um, the, you know what You know what happened to me that night? Sure. What ha- I don't know what happened, but what happened? Right. Let me just tell you. So I go up to the fucking. There was like a like a two drink minimum. Yeah, for the card tab. Yeah, for the card tab. So uh, I was like, all right, let me get like a a gin and tonic, and let me do or like a vodka soda. Let me get like a shot. And I and she goes, what kind of liquor do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Surprise me. She charged me thirty six dollars. Wow, she give you blue label? What'd she give you for a fucking shot? What'd she give you? My total. I don't know what the fuck she gave me. Because you don't remember my <laughs> ego is so fucking my ego like or, or I don't know what the fuck it was. I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Like I'm surprised me. Give me something good. She gave me like probably like blue label, bro. No, it was a shot of tequila, but I don't know what the fuck it Casamigos, was. Casamigos. Whatever something. the fuck it was. It was thirty six dollars a shot. Yeah. And then my, my fucking vodka soda gin and tonic was dead ass like eleven bucks. Yeah. I'm dude. like Never say surprise, babe. Never yo <laughs> Never say I work in the service industry. And like the next day, I went to work and I told them what I did, but it was it was such like in the heat of the moment for yeah, me I know. to just be like, ah, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But then I ended up seriously giving a fuck when she charged me fucking thirty six dollars <laughs> for a fucking shot. Bro, you probably got served Casse Azul, man. I don't know that what sh- it was. That it shit's was like hundred twenty dollars a bottle. I um I had a really good shot of tequila. Yeah, I sure hope and so. Thirty six dollars got my night going. Yeah. Hopefully that shit wasn't watered down. I no, no, no. Of course it not. Surprise me. I'm such a fucking dickhead. Well, like, <laughs> why the fuck did I say that? Yeah, I mean, I I find it 
whenever I go out, I mean, I go out a lot. My whole job is going out, you know, outside of working in the club. I mean, if I'm not at Shemansky working, you know, and seeing how the night is going and taking photos and making sure the talent is good, then I'm at the other clubs to see what they're doing. If it's different from us, whether it's beneficial or, you know, or if it's a negative, I have to just take notes and report back. I, I assign that to myself. No one formally assigns me that full disclosure. But, you know, it's, yeah, I'm telling you, like, you got, I find being precise about what I want always helps me in the end. 100%. You know? And, 100%. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's nice that you go out for a purpose. Oh, yeah. I've literally just been. You just go out. Partying for the last two, three years I, now. I, I, nonstop. I, well, I still, no I, well, I still party. I party <laughs> if there's no reason. I have to party. I feel like essentially you're the reason why I um I got into my party habits. I mean, like uh, you weren't you weren't the first party I ever went to, but I have a lot of like certainly wasn't the last. Do you know the first party? What happened to me? The first party I went to. I don't know what's who was the first party or who hosted it. I don't know if you remember them, and. This is for any any viewers. It's the this girl Paula hosted this party my junior year of high school. Oh, okay. Continue. Okay, and um, I didn't get invited like personally. They knew of me, but Paula had a huge crush on Gabe. Okay. All right. All right. So she's having this party. Where, like, the rest of the high school was going to, right? Damn, no invite. Except for Max Parkinson, apparently. But it wasn't, like... All right, it's not fair to say the rest of the high school. We were, like, 100 kids in a class. It was, like... This is clearly before, like, we were boys, though. No. I'm pretty sure we were boys. This is during... Oh, then she just didn't throw me the invite. I remember that. I put her on the do not enter list. Did you? Okay, so that was probably for the fucking... I'm gonna do that. You're... What? I mean, when I when I when I'm like headlining some shit. Oh, do not enter if I'm this person like, comes Paula, in. Paula, Jason Sellers' friend who didn't invite me to the party to last grade. No, 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 no. I have no contact with this girl. Yeah, it's all right. She just had a crush on Gabe. Gabe gets invited. Gabe is like, "Yo." Oh, I think I remember hearing about this. Continue. I was sorry. really close with Gabe, and uh, you passed me that. Yeah, and, and Nico, Nico came too. Nicholas. Yeah. We get to this party, and this is my first party ever. I'm, it's fucking dead. Like, there's no one here. And I'm like, what the fuck is, is this, this? Is this like a sun-kissed and vodka type no, no, party? No, 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 you're going to hear what I did. I don't remember who bought us the beer. Because, mind you, we're like 16. Yeah. I fucking down a whole 40. <laughs> Max, I have... Rest in peace, Jason. I have, so. <laughs> I have never... I, I never... I never drank to this capacity in my whole life. So this is like my first time drinking. Yeah. You know? It's not like my first time having... I'm having a whole 40. I downed the whole 40. Yeah. Yeah. Then people start coming in. Oh, no. And Did I'm you guys like, show up at like the start of the party? The start of the party. Oh, I, after you're done with this, I have to tell you another story. We're like complete noobs to this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. So we're there and like... I downed that whole 40 right <laughs> off the bat. I'm like, yo, Gabe, like, this is fucking horrible. What bro. 40 with Old English or uh, what? It was a cool 45. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was drinking that. He's dead. I, but mind you, I brought two with me. Oh, no. 
So I finished the first Colt 45. You already like the you already the, so then I the abyssal the zone. One and then people start coming in and like it's it's starting to get lively. I'm like, yo, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is fucking lit. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I'm like more like outgoing. Yeah. Shit like that. I'm talking. Uh, fucking Pavel is there. Your liquid Pavel's courage like, is hitting. This is like a backhanded compliment. Pavel was like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Yeah, like, yeah, Yo, come yeah. take a fucking shot with me. I'm like, "Ah, yeah, bro, of course." Yo, Pavel always loves turning up. Od, he fucking starts giving me shots of fucking tequila. I'm like, like on my second forty, blah 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 blah. I'm 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 at this party, bro. I'm the only one who's dressed in like a shirt and then a sweater on top of the shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> and I'm wearing like these fucking Doc Martens, so I look like straight up. Like I only listen to the Smiths. Like that. That was my fucking look. You look like a sociology professor. Like it was, it was awful, and I'm like sitting on the couch, and this one girl comes up to me. I I, I think her name was Desiree. Okay. She comes and she sits right on my lap, and she's like talking to me, and she's being like all flirty and shit. I don't know why the fuck I thought that this was the appropriate thing to say to her. Okay. But this is what came out of my mouth. I'm not trying to defend myself or anything, but I just did ass look at her and I'm like, what would your dad think? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Never, why would you say that I've shit? I've never fucking clocked, like I've never cock blocked <laughs> myself more than, than that statement when oh I told her, gosh, what would your yo. dad think? I Yo, bro. She got off my fucking lap <laughs> faster than the speed of light. I swear to God. Like, I, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck came over me. But then I'm like, yo, f- I remember like turning around. I was like, yo, fuck that bitch. <laughs> what, what is my mentality here? I don't know what I was trying to achieve. Like, I, I really don't know. <laughs> we started playing beer pong. Right? You did like the worst neg in history, bro. Yo, literally, I cockblocked myself. But Bro. mind you, I'm 16 years old. I don't know what the fuck came Dude, over. Dude, even what then, What would your dad man. think? What would your dad think? That's crazy that, that I said that to her. So you're playing beer pong. I'm playing beer pong, right? <laughs> and what would your dad think? I'm going I'm, I'm to make sure to use that one. <laughs> I'm playing beer pong, and I'm that ass missing everything. And, like, we're being scraped. I don't even know who I'm playing with. Like, that's where I'm at okay. in this night. You're really twisted. Really twisted. And then... Again, like, I get this, like, really, like, like some higher power, like, comes into my body. I grab the ping pong ball, and I fucking, like, at the top of my lungs scream, Kobe! I shoot it, like, a fadeaway. Uh-huh. And I land, like, I fall right on the couch. <laughs> and then everybody that was sitting on the couch. Oh, no. The fucking couch broke. I broke her fucking couch. And I never admitted it. Uh, it's good you did it. I never admitted it. I remember she came to me in the hallway. She's like, you broke my fucking couch. You're like, no, I didn't. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Don't. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. Don't what's be with this accusing accusi- me. What's like, with this accusatory you have, like, tone? Fucking proof. Yeah. I ended up like throwing up everything outside of her fucking crib. And then I went home and I had the worst hangover of my fucking life. Um, like of my fucking life. That uh, there's a term my dad made for that. When you when you're so plastered, but you're still sort of functioning, but you're like at the edge of blacking out. He calls it challenging the meniscus. <laughs> it's like you know when you have your cup and you fill the cup all the way up, and it's like 
the liquid uh-huh. is above the rim, but it's not pouring over. Mm-hmm. That's the meniscus. And the term comes from, I was at a party one time. This is the worst party I've ever been to, by the way. I was six, I was 16, and this is in 10th grade, or 15. No, 16. I was 16, I was in 10th grade, and my friend, who I won't name, he hits me up, and he says, hey, you want to go to like this cool party on the west side on the upper west side i'm like absolutely i've been looking for a meaning to party on or a reason to party on the upper west side it's a beautiful neighborhood a lot of money which means beautiful apartments to turn up in right that's part of the excitement of this so i say all right great i'll beat your crib and then we'll head over together and i said i thought to myself you know it's a it's a very nice gesture if i show up with some alcohol so I bring a big bottle of like what's the equivalent today of Boda, like a handle of really bad bottom shelf vodka. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, they're probably gonna have mixers present, and they did. But what was really weird to me was that this party starts at seven, and everyone was told to arrive at seven. That's not how this is supposed to go. It's supposed to start at like ten. You yeah, know, usually right. that's how all parties start. You know, that's yeah. probably when everyone started rolling in for you. Yeah, it was around that time. Yeah, so we arrive. And it's not an apartment. It's like a photo studio. And I'm like, okay, well, this is not new territory for me. I mean, I got blackout drunk at a photo studio with Henry. Hmm. And so I show up, and we get to the door, and they're like, oh, there's $20 entry. I'm like, $20 entry? Is this like fucking <laughs> a club or something? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm 16, 20 bucks? What you mean? Right. And this very pretty girl is like, oh, it's twenty dollars, or you can't, you can't come in. I'm like, even though I brought this alcohol, you know, this is like sixteen year old logic. I still need to pay a cover fee for this party. I don't even know what it's like. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, whatever. So I give her twenty dollars. I go in with my friend, and his friend. And so we go in, and it's it's like the weirdest, most messed up thing. There's like a little kid running around, like a three year old. I'm like, okay, this is not a good sign what yeah and i go to the host i say is this what's up with this party is there going to be alcohol like there's no alcohol on the beverage table it's all just juice in various formats i'm like is there booze and they say no no this is a dry party what i'm like what i'm like okay your friend didn't know that this was a dry party he didn't so i say okay so i just paid twenty dollars to come to a party where I'm the only person who brought alcohol and I have to provide alcohol for what could potentially be 60 people. Uh, I have 1.75 liters of vodka. That like <laughs> works out to like 20 milliliters per person. Are you serious, you know? And they're like, oh, well, it's great that you bought alcohol. Now we can, now this isn't a dry party. I'm like, so is anyone else going to bring vodka or is this me? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, right now it's just you because no one else is bringing alcohol. I'm like, okay, well, this is my vodka and only my friends and I are drinking it until you give us our 20 bucks back. And they're like, okay, whatever. They didn't give us our 20 bucks back. So we're just, I'm hitting this vodka hard, but I made sure the pregame property, I ate a really greasy meal and everything, so I, okay, I'm drinking so water, not, so like, I'm good. Sloppy drunk. My friend, on the other hand, it's first party. To my, As far as I'm aware, I'm sure he's been to other parties, but it was just like his first proper party. I don't know what got into him, but for some, it's like it's a dry party, but they're allowing people to smoke pot it's so confusing, and so I'm smoking. Well, why did they allow you to come in with the alcohol if it's a dry party? I think they knew it was gonna suck, <laughs> not to challenge me. I don't know, but that's so strange. They yeah, just been like, hey, this is a dry party. Alcohol is not allowed. Well, I don't think they planned 
for it to be a dry party. I Did think just no one bring alcohol and they're like, all right, I guess it's the dry party. Oh wait. Yo, he has and alcohol. Sixteen year old fucking pulls up to this party yeah. with a fucking bottle. I remember bottle. what I wore too. I wore like these really nice black jeans and these boots and this tropical shirt and a blazer. And I showed up and I was just hitting the vodka. My friend was hitting the vodka, but he hit it a bit harder than me. I remember it. I wish this was being filmed because I could show everybody. But like he was, he was like posted in the corner of the room <laughs> with like his red solo cup. Like this. <laughs> like tilted into that shit fully, bro. And the liquid was like right at the edge. And when I told my dad that, that's when he came that's over when, challenging oh, the meniscus. That's the whole that point. That's fucking beautiful. But uh Coming I'm back to that. But I remember um another party. This is relates to you in the lack of preparation. Because Henry and I in tenth grade, November, I'll never forget it. I got I did some work for some guy who was hosting a party who went to middle school with me. He was like, hey, if you do this for me, this Photoshop work, I'll throw you the invite, you and plus one. I said, okay, I want you to invite Henry and I. And so he said, okay. So I did the work for him. And we got the invite. And, excuse me, for some reason, Henry and I decided that, hey, let's not eat. Let's not eat. Let's just drink two flasks of vodka each, and then let's go. So we decided to face these two flasks of vodka on my roof within five minutes, which is really dumb. And so we get on the train, and we're pretty drunk. Mm -hmm. And at that point, we should have stopped drinking. But for some reason, we continued to drink at this really loud party. And the reason why I'll never forget is because that's the first time I ever heard Arl Grimes' music. Mm -hmm. And so we get to the party. I'm completely faded. He's really faded because he decided to get in the blunt rotation. And so... I'm just like posted, way wasted, and I see that Henry is really sick, and I'm like, yo, we need something that isn't alcoholic in this right. guy's system yeah. right now, anything, I don't care. So they come over with this Sprite bottle. I don't know, I guess when I'm, f- I was 15 then, when you're 15, you think Sprite is a supplement, is a, a is <laughs> synonymous with water. Right. So, you know, I was like, okay. Yeah, drink the Sprite, Henry. You totally fucked up your stomach, dude. I messed him up big time because, lo and behold, I find out the Sprite is mixed with more vodka. It was pre-mixed, so oh Henry is drinking God. on top of the hand, on top of the flask, on that's like 375 milliliters, on top of whatever the hell else he drank, which was a lot of shots, on top of a few blunts. He's drinking more vodka out of a fucking two liter of Sprite mixed with vodka. And who God knows how what the proportion was there. And so this guy just gets like completely hammered. And then I remember that day, the following morning, I woke up at like 5 a.m. Because I got home from the party at like 10.30. My dad was like, didn't you go to a party tonight? You're like, you're so home so early. And I just confessed to my dad. I said, I drank a lot. I threw up. I'm not doing hot. And so he hooked it up with like aspirin and water. But I remember I woke up at 5 a.m. I was like, oh, my God, I left Henry at the party because I left without him. They threw Holy us out. Shit. They threw us out separately. And the last I saw of Henry, he was like just sitting on the sidewalk in like Hell's Kitchen. So I'm like, okay, of what do I do? So I, I for some reason, in my stupid logic, I decided to just hop in a cab and leave him because I was like, he'll be fine. But then I wake up at five in the morning. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot Henry. So I call Henry. Henry's like, yo, you know, completely dead. I'm like, dude, where are you? He's like, I'm home. 
And he's like, I'll see you at the store. You know, <laughs> I'm like, okay. So Henry comes in totally dead. Like he looks like a zombie walking in. And so I'm like, dude, what happened? He's like, well, I got home. I had a hundred dollars in cash. I think I gave it all to the cab driver. It was like a $25 cab ride. So he just, this cab driver just took advantage just of him. had a good ass night. Yeah. And then uh, Henry, uh, apparently he had like vomit on his jeans and everything. He had to like wash it off while his, his dad was, he came in, he came home, his dad was watching a movie. It was like, he completely jeopardized himself, but he got away with it. I don't remember how, but that was like. Food poison. He, he, he was like, oh yeah, I ate some bad food. He like, he, I think he said it was like a sweet 16 that he went to and he got food poisoning. I think that's what he said actually. But <laughs> it, that, that, that will go down as like one of the worst nights. I think I've ever had in my partying experience. I mean, there's that. One of the worst choices I made, you know, I was at, um, I forget where I was. I think I was, I was like, I was out with some friends and I, okay, I remember this. One of my friends who I'm not going to name, he matched with a girl on Hinge, right? And he hits me up. He's like, hey, like this girl invited me to a party I've never met to, met her before, and I've never spoken to her at length. But she's kind of hot, and the party's by, uh, it's like downtown. And, you know, why don't you come through? Because her friends look hot. And I'm like, okay, sure. So we, we like, go downtown, and I, I was wearing a suit, you know, and he was wearing a suit too because he saw how I was dressed and I'm not changing at his apartment, obviously, because he's a bigger guy than me. And he's like, okay, I'll just wear one. So we match. So we go, we get into this place and I was just like blown away. Cause this was one of those girls that gets like table service. So she had mad bottles and stuff. And I'm like, Whoa, this is way above like my caliber, mm-hmm. you know? And I said, okay, let's just like keep it going. See how it goes. I, kind of had a bad sense of how it was going to end though when like the first thing she says to me is like why are you you, you did you just leave work like because i was like dressed that way you know and i'm like well uh i just i lied i was like yeah you know i work in i work in uh talent so yeah <laughs> this is how i dress i was i just left a meeting you know <laughs> something like some total total lie mm-hmm. and so we're hanging out and these are people who are way above like my bank account. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, this is not my type of crowd right here. And, but my friend is having a good time and they're hitting it off. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll stay and hold out for him. So suddenly everyone starts getting up and getting ready. And it's like two 30 in the morning. I'm like, wait, where are we going? And they're like, Oh, we're going to go with Paul's baby grand. I'm like, okay. And I had heard about Paul's baby grand through word of mouth, through a lot of my friends. Right. And to give some context to your listeners, Paul's Baby Grand is known for having the strictest door policy in New York. Right. And I've tried to get in before, and I've gotten t- I've gotten turned away. I've shown up well dressed. I've gotten turned away. I've shown up wearing expensive clothing. Like you know, why con- did you get turned away? They just the the guy. His name is Ludwig. His that he's the doorman. You know, and he looks he he looks at you, and then he gives you like a fucking DBQ question. You know, he'll be like. Why should I let you in? Are and you, you fucking serious? And you have to, like, properly explain why you should be let in. And when I've gone, my friend said, oh, this is my friend's first time. I wanted to show him around. And then he'll 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 think about it, and then he'll be like, come back another time. You know? It isn't like he says no. Like, he doesn't say, he just says, try again another time. Which is fine. 
But what's this place called? Paul's Baby Grand. It's owned by Chloe Sevigny's brother. He owns Paul's Baby Grand, Paul's Casablanca. Baby Grand is where it's lit. <laughs> you want to go to Baby Grand. The problem with Baby Grand is that you need to make sure you have a ton of chicks with you, and they're very judgmental about who's trying to get in. Like, they judge every single facet of your being. You know, it's the ultimate. What's the appeal of this? I'm about to get into the okay. appeal of it. All right. When you get in, it is a collection of, like, the hottest people you've ever seen. Everyone looks perfect, you know? Everyone, it's like some of the mo- I I get it, but... I be- you get it because you know... I know me. you. Yeah, this is not my scene. I know, but the to... to to people who want to live like that right. gossip girl Got lifestyle, this is like it. That's all you you know, it's like yeah. the top of the of the Gansa board at its peak. So like, you know, you get in, and the thing about Paul's Baby Grand is that they don't give a shit what you do in there. You could do coke, like blatantly. You can smoke in there. You know, you can do all sorts of crazy twisted shit in there, within reason. And you're surrounded by like, you know, the the apex of Manhattan nightlife essentially you know it's just but at its at its rawest it's just a bunch of really wealthy college kids that's it no one who's older goes there no one who's real like you goes there you know did you get inside this time here's the thing (laughs) i i was like okay we're gonna get turned away from paul's lo and behold this girl is friends with the promoter that's why she had all these tables so it isn't just me my bud and this girl going it's me, my bud, this girl, her promoter friend, and her promoter friend's 10 hot girlfriends. So I'm like, okay, we're good. So we get in. We just literally storm the fucking entrance and get let in. They didn't even check IDs or anything, right? Was there a line? There was a line, but we skipped the line. You skipped the line? You just went straight in? We went straight oh, in because they knew him. Right. So we get in, and man, I mean, I'm not kidding you. When the shit I saw was just so obscene, bro. It was like the most like drugged out, drunk irresponsible yet grossly wealthy people i've ever seen right. you know like it, this is because i it up? it's uh it's on the avenue of the americas it's below this hotel yeah paul's baby grand paul's baby grand yeah and uh <laughs> so we get in and i'm just taken aback by first how loud it is how small it is and just how attractive everybody is it was just like the it was just like Everyone there was really good looking and really tall and clearly came from affluence. And Is it I like overtly expensive. It's ridiculously expensive. Cause when I tried to get into Paul's Casablanca with my friend, <laughs> we went in and we well, we showed up to the door and the guy was like, No, sorry. And my friend was like, Well, he, he said, Could can we pay you like fifty dollars to let us in? He said, Table start at three thousand tonight. Three thousand dollars for a fucking table at this place. I'm like, dude, no way. Fuck this garbage. So we went to Laban instead, I think. Something. Oh, wait, Laban? Yeah. Right, let me finish Paul's. <laughs> it's so crazy that <laughs> you just mentioned Laban. Why? My fucking, my bank account. My bank. Oh, no. <laughs> I went to Laban one night and they dead ass. Like they stopped they the purchase? They froze my account. <laughs> because they're like, this is so out of your budget that we just assumed that it wasn't you. Bro, I'm like, how it's do you just, so expensive. I'm like, how do you make that assumption? Bro, it's so expensive. It's fucking crazy. It's ridiculous. I bought one round. Dude, drinks. what, you spent like $1,000? You must have. A round? God, thank God I didn't. All right, you know what? 
in retrospect, in retrospect, looking at it, I can see why my bank fucking froze my account. Dude, that must have been like a hundred twenty dollar request for a round. Yeah. Yeah. It was more. How much? One fifty. One hundred fifty bucks. Tip. It was like I went out for dinner. One round. I bought three shots. You got shots. robbed, bro. Bro, I got three shots and like three cocktails. Of like, what? Cocktails. Gin and tonics. Dude, you got robbed. Man. Robbed. Robbed. I got robbed so hard that they fucking they they, they froze my account. They froze my fucking account on Thanksgiving. I went there on Thanksgiving. And then I well, couldn't last get week? A, I couldn't get an Uber. No, this was last year. I couldn't get an Uber and I had to take the train home at five o'clock in the morning. So fucking hammered. Because T D Bank was like My bad. Yeah, he did. But I just we just thought it wasn't you. Dude. Fuck that, bro. Uh I mean it, that that whole area is just obscene. But that's like that's Chelsea, no? Yeah, Lebane is Lebane is Highline, right next to Highline. No? Yeah, it's like that kind of area. You yeah, know? I know Chelsea's OD fucking expensive. But dude, I mean, when I went to Paul's, bro, I went up to the bar, and my friend he was like, "Dude, don't buy a drink. We're gonna get they're gonna get us table service," and I was like, "Ah, uh, I'm just still gonna get a drink." I went. I asked for well tequila soda, well. All right, yeah, $28, bro, for this for this guy in this white dinner jacket to serve me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I spent $28, and then we got table service, and then all these people around me started doing cocaine openly. And it was pretty eye-opening. I ended up leaving at, like, 5 in the morning, but my friend was like, oh, we're going to go to the hotel. I'm like, bro, I got work at 11 a.m. I cannot sustain this sort of consumption. <laughs> I remember when I went to Lebane the first time, I spent, I think I spent $26 on a whiskey sour. Yeah, it was. I was sucking those ice cubes all night, bro. <laughs> the thing about it, though, is. I oh, the view just, is ridiculous. Huh? The view is crazy there. It's really nice. It's a really nice spot. It's not worth the money, in my opinion. I mean, like, I went there with my sister and her ex-boyfriend at the time. And, like, I see why. You would want to go there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't awful. It was actually pretty cool. And um, I started talking to someone there, and I, I I ended up like buying them rounds, and I didn't realize how much I fucking spent. Yeah, dude. I spent like over four hundred dollars that night, but like it just wasn't adding up to me. Like it wasn't adding up, and then the next day I'm like, yo. What the hell, bro? Am I looking at my bank Did account? I buy a bottle? What's up? Yeah, for yeah, real. Like, I, I could have just went to, like, I could have just went to a club and paid for a bottle. At this point, like, paying this could have gone money, to Shemansky and ordered a bottle. Whatever. I could have went to Viva Toro in fucking Brooklyn. It's not even that. For 400 bucks? Yeah. I'm, I could get two bottles there. Yeah. And I'm fucking lit. It's like, I don't know. You but, pay. You pay for the access... Exactly, people you're around. I guess. That's what the... That's my, my sister's ex-boyfriend was wearing fucking sweats. I didn't pay for... Like, I didn't... This wasn't, like, a high-end place for me to be spending 400 bucks at yeah. on Thanksgiving. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I know, I know. That's why I was, like, so, like, underwhelmed by the whole experience. Because I'm like, wow, I spent $400 for... Yeah, I like, hear roughly you. $400 for what? For the view. For the view. For the view. I suck my dick. I I could buy my own fucking vodka soda and go to the piers. I know, I view. know, I know. But you're paying, you're paying for that ambiance. You're paying for the for the DJ. Ultimately, ultimately, I think it's fucking horseshit. Yeah, I mean, I in 
in my opinion, the best place to go to in that area is the Jane. The Jane Hotel. The Jane Hotel. Easily. Because I remember the first time I went to the Jane, I uh I was like, Okay, this looks a bit expensive, you know? And they have they have a pretty tight door guy. I think the guy who does the door there does it at Laban too. And I was like, Great. But we got in, my is friend. Is it Laban and I, or Laban? Laban. Because it's French. It means the bath. Because they have a hot tub there. Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about the rice. Yeah. But so, I'm just mispronouncing it. Well, I, who cares, bro? Right. <laughs> you know? I thought it was Lebane. Well, I, I think it's I think it's Lebane. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. But yeah. um, but I went to the Jane, and the Jane's really nice. It's always busy, and there's there's this excellent crowd there. The DJ's all right. But when I went there, I asked for, like, a well vodka soda, and the bartender says, we don't serve well vodka here. Do you want Grey Goose, Kettle One, or Belvedere? And I was like, oh, great. This is going to be like $25 or something. Yeah. I said, all right, I'll just have Grey Goose because I love Grey Goose. And uh, I was like, you know what? At this point, I'll just order another drink. I just left my card. I came back. And lo and behold, the Grey Goose and soda is $14. Wow. So that's, I, I have to say, given the atmosphere, given the selection of drinks, how busy it is, and the music, I would say the Jane is like the best place to go to in that area. For anyone who's listening, yeah. you guys just got hooked up. Yeah, go there. Because if if you're trying if you're trying to like impress a date or something, yeah, right. you know you're. I mean, you're pouring her up, Grey Goose, but you're not paying Grey Goose prices. Facts. You know, when I saw it was like fourteen bucks, I was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, <laughs> you know, great. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm not getting hosed right now. Yeah. The biggest hosing is still at, at Paul's though. But, you know, Paul's is the type of place where, like, Zoolander shit happens. I mean, Paul's was in the news because a bunch, like, a group of, like, 16 male models got into a fist fight outside of it. I mean, it's that type of environment. This, it's, But this this is just, like, a general problem with New York nightlife, and it, you know, as a whole. It, there, There is no... so The authenticity has been completely robbed from us in this social media age. You know, before it isn't like, you know, you go... And the drinks are supplementary. The DJ's the main focus. That's been totally stolen from us. You Word, know? right? Yeah, because like at uh, at Shemansky, the DJ's still the focus, but the drinks are, given the area you're in, are kind of what to expect. You know, like, you know, it's like $11 to 16 Unless you're Jason, you say, surprise me, then it's 36 11 to 16 when I go out, is is like standard. Yeah, you that's know, that's if to I'm be in expected. fucking Astoria and someone's charging me eleven dollars for a fucking vodka soda, I'm gonna straight up ask them what the fuck well, is wait, wrong with you. I I don't party in Astoria. What's it like? It's it's bullshit. It's, it's bullshit. It's where you it's it's like where party is part in my opinion, depending on where you go, because it's not fair. There's a couple spots there's like probably like one or two spots that I'll go to that's like really packed. There's one fucking spot called chill chill oven bar and grill mm. okay i think i've heard of it i'm not gonna say why it's like uh every other weekend there's like a fire marshal who comes it <laughs> <laughs> shuts the shit down it's so small it's really small and like you could get hookah there you get tables you get drinks and it's like spanish music so it's that kind of vibe Okay. Really fun, really great. That's where that's where that's where I go when it's one of those nights where I want to like get fucking hammered, you know? Yeah. 
on other nights where I just want to fucking just chill and like and not be so concerned about how I'm getting home, shit like that. I'll go to a spot called Madame Marie's. Okay. Where I'm like fairly like I'm like I know all the bartenders there now at this point. I go there often because I'm at I feel like this is a spot you go to when you're trying to like halt your partying. You get there and nothing Slow happens. Slow it down, yeah. Nothing happens. You get there and you have a beer. And it's not like, oh, let's go have a beer and see what ha-. You go there and you have a beer. You nothing know what happens. you're doing. You know the objective. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not like it doesn't get popping. Like, you'll get like a really, it, it'll be packed, filled to the brim with people. Mm-hmm. Really, like, you'll find like really gorgeous women there too, if like that's what you're after. Yeah. Me personally, I go out to go have a fucking beer and. See what happens. But when I go to fucking Madame Marie's, it's you, just, you're just going to get a beer. I'm going to get, grab a beer. Yeah. And I'm going home. The prices are good. It's like six bucks draft beer. Yeah. It's it's, it's like that's, comfortable yeah, spending. That's, that's good spending. When I go to like Brooklyn and shit, like around, especially like, what, like the Williamsburg? area where like Shemansky is. Yeah, Williamsburg. Like you're I'm gonna, expecting to... You're going to get hosed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been to a spot right next to that. Ah, fuck, what's the name of it? It's like a hip-hop place. Kinfolk. Yeah, Kinfolk. I've been there a couple times. Um, Kinfolk is expensive. It is. And, like, consider... Like, it's... I wouldn't say it's so hard to get a drink, but it's really fucking annoying to get a drink. Yeah. It's really annoying because of how, like... You don't think it's that small? Until you get inside, and then you realize how small it is, and then it's like just like one or two bartenders, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, here? for the amount of people that they have coming in consistently on the weekends, especially, yeah, it's kind of really fucking annoying that anytime I go to the spot, I'm just like, "Yeah, it's it's an it's an inconvenience." It's it's really annoying to just order a fucking drink, and like for me at this point right now in my life. Granted, I'm only 22. Yeah. But I've been doing this shit since I've been like 18, 19. Yeah. I don't want to fucking wait to just grab a beer, especially when I'm sober. Yeah. I'm not like, I hate clubs, but I like dancing. Yeah. So that's where I conflict. You know? Like, I like going out and dancing, but like, if the club is packed dick to dick, and ass to ass, I'm yeah. not having a good time. Well, it's a, it's a good thing that you you aren't like a club goer because, for the most part, the New York club scene is kind of shot. Oh, for sure. Because like, you know, you could wait until tech support books something, but then for the most part, the crowd that you get at tech support is not the best. Right. You know, because first tech support is really expensive because they book like you know some of the the premier talent in the world. You know, they 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 book like Solomon, and they book uh. They book the Martinez brothers, people like that. Mm-hmm. And then the tickets are expensive. So you get there and it's like a 99 Scott in Brooklyn. Beautiful venue. It's like a fully finished warehouse. But then, you know, you're, you you feel kind of cheated because the crowd is there to be seen, not to see. Right. You know? Yeah. This is... This which is... Which is... Which is annoying. And I feel like that's like... Like... A lot that go... Like... Especially like with everything that's happening right now. It's not about enjoying the time it's about making it seem like you're having it yeah exactly rather than just fucking enjoying yourself i agree it's and so annoying dude. And how how much of a bummer is that 
It's a major bummer. I mean, I, li- I, I work in this industry. Imagine how I feel. I can't. <laughs> I mean, it's just like... It must be frustrating. It, well, it's, it's really frustrating, you know? Like, so, so much of the judgment that's passed on the places I work or the people I talk to is just based on their social media presence, you know? And I'll be like, why, why does that matter so much to you? Like, were you there? How can you make a proper judgment of it? Did you talk to people who were there? Did they say it sucked? Did they say it was boring? You know? Like, it cut me a break. You know, this... I remember I went to a... I went to Black by Matt, which is a... Uh, it's a huge rave. It's held once a year. It's held at Avant Gardner, which is a massive venue. It's like 60,000 square feet or something. It's gigantic. And so much of the crowd were like pseudo-influencers. You know? I'm telling you, the... It was like I was there. I was like, God, this, this is like so bleak because so many people are more interested in their phones and the music. And like it was like a pretty good lineup. Like they had like DJ Hell and a few other people. And it was like, so we're here to be seen. You know, we're not here to live in the moment. Right. You know, because people are so obsessed with capturing it and looking cooler than like their fellow man. You know what I mean? I'm not like completely against social media feel like it has a lot of positives but like i'm completely against making it seem like your life is better than it is oh yeah i mean we're talking about for the podcast i won't say who but i mean you know yeah it's just it's just so it's like brain rot it's it is and it's like it comes to this point of like complete you just being delusional mm-hmm. right like if you're saying shit like oh this is where i'm at and you're not really there. Yeah. What's How the point? How much of a fucking loser are you to fucking... That's like Num Num Juice by Schoolboy Q. <laughs> he yeah. raps about this. He's yeah. like, you're acting like you have more in your pocket. Yeah. What you do, you know? What is it? Uh, the Bow Wow Challenge. Remember that? I think it was the Bow Wow Challenge. He like posted on Instagram that he was getting on a private jet. And then someone took a photo of him like sitting in coach or something. Or, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like why 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 are we so obsessed with like our 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 image? I think it's because the outlet provides that opportunity. Yeah, where it's like you're given the opportunity to be like, yes, I'm popping to front to front, or no, I'm not. Yeah, and then ultimately, it's what you choose to do with it. On my Instagram, I just well, I like your Instagram. Your Instagram is just you. It's just yeah. Post it up. <laughs> it's as awesome. As soon as I realized I had nothing else to offer this world except myself, yeah, it's like like some of the it's it's one of the best freedoms. Yeah, because it's like you either hang out with me because you truly like me, or you don't hang out with me at all. Mm-hmm. And like I don't try to sugarcoat this. Yeah, I don't try to tell you, oh yeah, let me go, let's go to my fucking high end. Let's go to my penthouse. Yeah, let's go to my penthouse where we can have champagne. Drive my my five series. Yeah. You know, yeah. That will never be something unless I truly have that. Yeah. And I'm not interested in, like, flaunting in a life that I don't have. There's so much of that bullshit. Yeah. And a lot of the reason why, like, I try to, like, I take breaks off of Instagram is because sometimes who I'm following or what I'm following straight up depresses me. I agree. And I'm like, I don't need this. No, that's that's why I'm I'm grateful that Instagram is introducing like the others word thing word. You know, so many people are like, oh, how am I supposed to like 
view how many people like my photo. I'm like, why does it matter how many people like your photo? Why don't you just post it because you wanted to post it? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think this is only going to be beneficial. I think that, you know, people's obsession with, like, their front of stage presentation is just so disgusting. It is. And for me, so, like, just post what you want to post. I post what I want to post, and, like, I feel more confident now because, for example, let's say I make I make a song I really like. Okay. Which is what I did recently. I made a song that I really fucked with, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I want this to be on my Instagram. I got, like, five or six likes. Okay. That shit didn't even bother me to the slightest. Old me. If I, when I was concerned before, like I went through whatever I went through, like maybe back in like 2017 when I was starting out and like starting to release my stuff, yeah, I would have deleted it immediately if nobody was liking it. Oh my god, I would be like, What the fuck? Why am I not getting in? Like, mm-hmm. I could literally give less of a fuck, yeah, it's staying on my Instagram and it's not fucking leaving because I genuinely fuck with it. That's what matters, that's what matters, bro. That's what matters. It's not going to matter when I fucking die. When I die and I leave here. Yeah, we all get buried in the same ground anyway, dude. It's going to stay up. Yeah. I'd rather it stay up than not even have a chance. Yeah, that's why I I regret... I regret being so, like, self-conscious about my image going into college. Because I I made sure to erase every single record of my being, you know. And I I, uh, I still police my image to this day. Essentially... Essentially, I went not to this day, but I, I, I policed it heavily, you know, and I regret it because now I had all these wonderful archives of these really important periods in my life and I can't, there's no image to recall them. Right. And it sometimes, sometimes that can seem like it's a really bad thing, but it's also like when one door closes, another door opens. Yeah. And moving forward, you could be more conscious and be like, yo. I'm here right now. This is who I am. The most embarrassing year I've ever had in my life is 2016. Mm-hmm. In terms of just me not having an identity. Yeah. Because it was like my first year in college. I had like shaved my head. I was wearing like a gold chain. Like it was a very weird fucking... I was like trying to rap. It was a very like weird transition period it's fine though you're finding yourself but if i didn't have that period i wouldn't know what i really appreciated about myself exactly what i wanted who or what i wanted to be so although at times it's hard to look back you kind of have to to just understand where you come from yeah so i'm honestly blessed that i had that really awful 2016 transitional period if I didn't, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And the the person I am today is like the most comfortable version of myself. I agree. And I, for a while, I used to think like, oh, when I was in senior year of high school, like I, I, I used to despise that idea that, oh, I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, shit. Is this like the highlight of my life? Yeah. Because I got to fucking hook up with one of the hot girls in fucking high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hear you. For I'm sure. Like, there's no fucking shot that that's going to be the highlight of my life. Well, that Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, with the bad side effects of this whole 
generations. Now you have all these. I mean, did you see that movie Eighth Grade or whatever by Bo Burnham? You haven't seen this? No. Oh my gosh, you have to see this movie. It's good. Yeah, it's very good. Right. It ties it ties into what we're talking about because it's like there's for the first time we're seeing the the real side effects of all this like social media saturation because now kids are growing up not knowing a world without Instagram. So and how crazy is that? Yeah, so now they're going to be judging their entire self-worth and their existence on some you know, ridiculous like system. It's disgusting. I mean, can you imagine, like, you know, you're in middle school today. You have Instagram, you know? Like, you're going to apply that same sort of template to the rest of your existence. You know, every you broadcast everything. Every movement you make, you want to record. Just just to get that weird serotonin boost. Yeah. And it, it's crazy that you mentioned that. I, Demir's younger brother, he runs a meme page. Yeah, and I'm so grateful that he does because the shit he posts is like dank memes. Oh, okay. And it's weird for me, like me earlier in life, I used like when I was like 18, 19, I used to think like dank memes are like, like who the fuck yeah, likes this shit. Yeah. But then I realized how like oh how overtly satirical they are. Yeah. And I realized that he has like he's like I feel like ahead of everyone that he's in middle school and he runs like a dank meme. Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this dude is gonna be fine. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He has a great fucking sense of humor. I would have hated it, hated it, if he was like a fuckboy middle schooler and he was just consistently posting like selfies and like trying to get like girls and shit instead of just like posting the shit that he genuinely finds funny. Exactly. And it's these like really dank ass fucking memes. And yeah. I'm like, yo, he's he's in good hands. Like, that's- yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess in, in conclusion, you know, social media bad. Social media for the youth even worse. No, it definitely is. You guys see this movie Eighth Grade? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, Bo Burnham. All right, it's on um Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah, VOD. So it's uh it's very good. It was very insightful. But even though it's like about eighth graders in this age now, you'll still be able to relate to it. I I think. Eighth grade is something that I could always look back to and relate. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like in, I mean, eighth grade, I kind of like, I met, I met Henry, you know, and found out I was going to TDF and everything, you know, so it's not, it's, I still look, I, there's some facets of middle school that I'm like still pretty embarrassed about. Like being, being an emo kid and all that bullshit. I fucking spit in the face of a fucking kid in my grade Dude. i don't know if you heard the last podcast i just I, i'm gonna be I'm, i was gonna listen to it last week but i got way too tired i literally spit in the face of a kid because he was just coming up to me and i'm like that is the most disrespectful fucking thing i could have done but it's one of those middle school things that you're, you're you're really thankful happened in middle school yeah i mean when i was in when i was in middle school i mean i i really sold my friends down the river because i told like the prettiest girl in our school that all my friends liked her and all my and they were like she was like no way and then I told my friends and they were like why did you do that <laughs> and then my my reason for it was because I was talking to her I wanted to have something to talk to her about she's very pretty though still yeah yeah my friend saw her on Hinge and was like yo mark my words I'm going to swoop <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna take her out on a date don't worry about that 
I hope he fucking does. Yeah, she didn't like him back. No? No, unfortunately. Damn. Super bummed about it. I can imagine. Especially when he's like, mark my words. Yeah. Mark I, my I, words. I was, I'll deadass kill it, myself it, if I don't. It will happen, though. It will happen. I feel like if you believe in the universe, anything can happen. I agree. If you put it out there. Put it out there. Uh, I remember. Better to find out rather than. Yeah, sit and wait and sit wonder, and wait. you know? Yeah. That's why. Uh, what was it? I remember uh, I was like sitting in the office. I'm like, you know, Majid Jordan should put out another song. <laughs> and 15 minutes later, they did. They did? Yeah. Telling you, man. I was so amped. I was like, wow. So the universe is really listening. Yeah, they really fucking listen. Is your dog at your door? He's at my door. Anyways, so this concludes uh, the Big Man podcast. The biggest Big Man podcast so far. I'm I'm uh yeah, literally the longest one and the biggest one. So uh, thank you, Max. For of course. Being on here. Always Max an honor Parkinson and a privilege music. to be in your presence, Jason I, Sella. Jay Sella official. Did you send the Bob Saget picture on your email? I have Johnny Bravo. Okay, all right. I remember it was Bob that, Saget. The that was from my high school account. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I I remember you like you got like a heated email exchange with Deb or something or no, vice principal. Sabrina. Sabri- oh, and you, and you had you had this Bob Saget profile picture, man. Yeah, like I had printed out the email and they had the letter to my dad in the corner. I'll never forget it was Bob Saget's face. Yeah. <laughs> my dad is like, why am I out of work for this? Yeah. Anyways, it was a good time though. Thanks for having me on. Dude. I think this is great that you're doing this. You gotta get on more TV at head. Yeah, this is, this, this is official. official.